Good morning, everybody. This is Lisa, and you're listening to One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. And well, as I start the pot podcast, yeah, podcast today, I am whipping up my healthy, schmelthy smoothie. A little liquid vitamin, a little calcium, some kale, some spinach, some mixed fruit. And my favorite is the Thorn um, Mediclear. I am a Young Living rep and a Pure rep, but they have nothing. Sorry for the crinkling. They have nothing on Thorn's protein powder because it's um, loaded with vitamins and nutrients, and it doesn't. It's, and it doesn't get too thick, you know, for when you don't drink it quick enough. The other ones, as long as you drink them quick, work. Alright, I'm done crinkling in your ear now. As long as you drink them quick, they work. Um, but I don't tend to sit down and just drink my smoothies, so that's not a good alternative for me. If you can drink your smoothie quick, then it is this, then it will work for you. And I'm finishing up some fruit that I do not like. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's got uh, big sweet cherries in it. And I like sweet cherries, so I thought, oh, I'll try something new. Mix up my smoothie a little. Don't like it. So now, every day I'm doing my smoothie, it's like, bleh. <laughs> and then, as an added bonus inside of my smoothie every day, I either have Ningxia Red or Goyen. Both are um, super fruit juices loaded with nutrients and antibodies and all that good stuff to keep me healthy. So now I'm going to mix it up. So I am going to pause just for a second because I'm not going to make you listen to the blender. So don't go away. So from the kitchen to the car, here we go. Time to go to work. Um, no time to sit home and do this podcast. <laughs> car is loaded. Lunch, water, paperwork, Avon for delivery after school. Yeah, it's all in here. So how was your weekend? I hope your weekend went well. Um, my weekend took a crazy turn and you know you just roll with it and so Friday for the faith-filled Friday message I had pre-recorded that and scheduled it to post just in case I didn't get up in time on Friday and so it was all set and scheduled and it aired as it was supposed to God's good he knew ahead of time that I was gonna need that done even though I did get up at 4.45 with my alarm Friday, that was the only normal thing that happened all day. Um, I woke up to a message from my daughter saying, call me when you get up, to which I text her and said, are you really awake? Because <laughs> she had texted me at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, that's bizarre. She didn't call, and she knows to call if it's an emergency, because I don't hear the text notification, but I have it set that if she calls me, regardless of what time of day it is, that it rings out. So, 
I'm like, well, if it was an emergency, she would have called. So no sooner than I sent my text, I get a phone call back and I said, what's wrong? You don't sound good. And she goes, I think it's my appendix. And I said, Chicky, it's been an hour and 45 minutes. You know, like, what's your pain level? She goes, ah, six to a seven. And she has a high pain tolerance level. So for anybody else, it was probably an eight or a nine or a 10. I said, all right. I said, I'm going to call, get a sub. Let me write up some sub plans and I'll email them and I'll come get you and take you to the hospital. No, I think I'm just going to go to the primary because, you know, if I'm just overreacting and it's a stomach ache, I don't want to have to have you or me pay for emergency care. I said, but if you think it's your appendix, you can't mess around. And That's right. I'm going to call primary at 7 o'clock. I said, all right, well, just call me and let me know what they say. She goes, okay, I'm just going to lay back. She goes, I'm just going to lay down because it just hurts and it's better to lay down and try to sleep. She goes, even though I can't sleep, I'm like, okay, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Meanwhile, as she's laying on her bed in pain, waiting to call primary at seven o'clock, um, I jumped in, took a quick shower, put my hair up in a ponytail, got dressed. It was a jeans day, so throw on my best pair of jeans and a hoodie. And I was at school at 6.30 and had iPads out, journals out, updated my schedule to the best of my ability, wrote sub plans, and at 7.02 when she called and said the doctor's the doctor's office said I have to go to the emergency room. I said, I'm walking out of school within the next 15 minutes. I said, I'm already at school, figuring that's what was going to happen. I will be there, and I'll take you to St. Joe's in, a, in Syracuse. And she goes, okay. So I wrap up my sub plans as quick as I can, and I'm like, Ugh. you know, and I let the teacher I work with, I said, I think everything's in my sub plans tell them I'm sorry I did the best of my ability and I left and went and picked her up we went to St. Joseph's Hospital in Syracuse and they are so wonderful and kind and caring and just you know patient care 110 percent you know five plus stars just amazing and so you know we got all checked in and got her moved into a comfy cozy ER room she refused any pain meds because she said it could skew the test um, so the nurse and the doctor in the ER were just enjoyed her thoroughly because they're like it really won't that much and she goes it can though so I'm not taking anything that could skew the test <laughs> so you know off she went for sonograms and cat scans and blood work and hundred, well, not hundred, two other tests, and, you know, they brought her back, and now, meanwhile, I'm in the waiting room. Other than my husband, nobody knew we were there, because we didn't want to worry anybody. She goes, I don't want anybody spending their whole day worrying when we don't even know what it is. Like, she goes, it could be my appendix, but then they said, well, it could be your gallbladder, because of where the pain is. Well, long story short, after, uh, doing the exams it was her appendix and 
you know, they said, you have an angry appendix and it needs to come out today. And she's like, okay. Um, the reason for the confusion of where, you know, if it was the appendix or the gallbladder or kidneys is that her appendix was two and a half inches away from where it was supposed to be in her little body. So go figure. She goes, leave it to me to have my appendix grow where it's not supposed to. You know, but thank goodness, you know, God's given us medicine and sonograms and CAT scans and technicians that read those tests that they were able to figure out ah, it is the appendix it's just that the appendix isn't where it's supposed to be Um, and I said well when you go into surgery I said I'm going to use the restroom first and foremost and get something to eat and then I'm going to call your grandfather and your aunts and She said, that's good. I don't want people here. I don't want people worrying and just, there's no sense in it. She goes, unless you need company. And I said, I don't need any company. I'm good. Been here, done this. Not a big deal. And so, you know, they, she was supposed to go for surgery at four o'clock. Well, at one o'clock, she started spiking a fever out of the blue. She went from her normal low temperature to over a hundred and it was rising and they said all right you're going now before your angry appendix decides to rupture so they took her in routine appendicitis apodectomy and you know you know the waiting room was you know fun and ended up seeing one of my cousins there and as I went to just deliver my signs so I could use the restroom and let them know I was leaving to use the restroom and I'd be right back visited with her that helped some of the time fly by and they called and my daughter was out of surgery and in her room and I said well I thought you were gonna call me I would have went to her room and I'm like no she's good she's there I'm like okay so went up to her room and she was you know still sleeping long story short we were at the hospital at by 8 o'clock in the morning at the ER. She had surgery a little after 1. They discharged her at 10 o'clock the same night because she had ate, walked, and wasn't nauseous and hadn't taken any medication through her IV. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I was not too pleased because I had talked to the doctor when she was in recovery and he said, well, it was routine. She did great. You know, she could go home if she wants tonight and I'm like I don't think that's a good idea the kid doesn't slow down you need to keep her contained as long as you can and he goes oh all right that's good to know but he obviously was just blowing smoke up my rear because he ignored anything I said and so the nurse comes in and said you've ate you've drank you've walked around the building you know the lap around the hall if you want to go home you can all right, what 21-year-old's going to say, oh, no, let me stay in the hospital, you know, next to somebody that's having gastrointestinal issues. Yeah, hello. She jumped ship. So she may have jumped ship, but she had to jump that ship and come home for the rest of the weekend, which, you know, God's just so cool because she had her scheduled weekend off, so she didn't have to contact the college and get permission to be home and all of that malarkey because she works for the, you know, as an RA. So 
if she leaves campus for a weekend, hers has to be with permission. It's not a, you know, not like your average college kid who can just go home when they want to go home. She goes home when it's her weekend not to work. So she came home and rest for the most part. And I took her back to school yesterday afternoon, back to college. And I'm like, you need to take care of yourself. You need to take the medicine. And when you need the pain medicine, you have to take it. Plain and simple. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, not yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to. It's all about healing and your health. And she goes, I know. So here we are Monday morning. And I talked to her last night a couple times. And she hadn't taken the pain medicine because she had two meetings. And she had to lead one and then just attend the other one. And she didn't want to be dopey or falling asleep and then she's like yeah I think I was short with people but the pain was getting to me and and I said didn't we talk about this didn't we talk about that your health has to come first and she's like yes I know I'll be better I'm like so if you think of my daughter pray for her because you know her schedule is crazy busy and she has a lot of obligations and responsibilities and trying to get her to understand that she needs to put her health first and all those obligations and whatnot second was like talking to a brick wall on some levels which at her age I was the same way so I can't complain um so I'm going to be praying for her. So if you want to pray for her, keep her in your thoughts, that would be appreciated. And that brings us to Monday morning. And I'm going into school. Um, I didn't even have a substitute because we're short substitutes. I think every school in New York State is short substitutes. Um, so I came in and rushed to get substitute plans done before taking her to the ER, only to not have a substitute. Yeah. I feel for the teacher and the kids in my class, and it kind of irritates me because I could have had her at the hospital an hour earlier. But, oh well. Moving forward, um, it's a rainy week, and I'm just praying that she's good about following doctor's orders this week and putting herself first and taking care of herself. And I just thank you for listening to my rambling about my daughter's epidectomy and the joys of parenting. It doesn't matter if your child is 3 or 30 or 23. They're still your baby, right? And we're still the mom. We're still the dad. And, you know, we were there. And in case you're wondering, no family was angry that I hadn't told them. They all understood. Um, If anything, my... My father said thank you because, you know, he gets so nervous and stressed out when one of us is sick. And he goes, all I would have done is worry. So thank you for not, you know, he only had to, he goes, I only had to worry for an hour while she was in surgery. (laughs) And I, you know, so, you know, you got to know your family. And yeah. Everybody have a great week. This is Lisa. You've been listening to One Sister's Journey, keeping it real. And here's the reality. I've rambled on this Monday, but the podcast is done. My daughter is feeling well as of last night. Sore, tired, 
But she had major surgery Friday, and she's went right back to school because they didn't give her a note to even give her grace with her teachers. And um, a couple of her professors are already refusing to extend deadlines for papers that were due, and she has part of them written. And so she goes, I guess I submit half-written papers because they won't accept that she was at the hospital having an apodectomy, and that's why she didn't finish the paper this weekend. Um, <clears throat> she is calling the doctor today to see if she can get a note so that the two professors that, I guess, she's making up having an apodectomy um, will hopefully extend some grace and extend her deadlines for the paper so they're not due today and tomorrow. Otherwise, she's going to submit half-written papers and attach the doctor's note to it if they don't accept it so that they can say, here you go. You're right. Here it is on time and a well-written paper up until I went to the ER. And I said, well, just don't make it snotty. Just make it matter of fact. I said, but I like the way you think, kid. (laughs) Because I don't know. And I had told her when she was at the hospital, and not stressed, but concerned about, you know, papers and grades and whatnot. I said, here's the deal. I said, they're humans too. They have kids. You know, they're going to understand. Don't worry about it. No stress. And she goes, okay. Yeah. Way to back me up. Nope. They were kind of dinks, a couple of them. So. All right. I've rambled enough. Happy Monday. Thanks for listening. One Sister's Journey, keeping it real.